Welcome, everyone. We are up next with our next episode, Step by Step. With some skips along the way. We are your hosts, Ashley and Gabe, but tonight we have a special guest with us. We have Miss Terry Icarino. And Miss Terry is one of our MGMTA board members and hands down one of the best general educators in the state of Maryland, currently working in Baltimore County. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for coming on this very uh, formal show that we have here. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so for anyone who will be listening or is listening, um, we invited Terry to come on and we gave her no information other than please come. We want to see you. We want to talk to you. And so I would like it to be known on official record that all questions that we ask were not given to her prior to. So you are getting answers live in the moment. And that is way more exciting than giving somebody a script. All right. Um, so all things general music, all things Baltimore County, state of Maryland. Um, Gabe, do you have a question in mind that comes to you first off? If not, I can go first. Hmm. Well, you know what? I'll just start here. How long have you been teaching? So this is my 18th year of teaching. And I've always been in Baltimore County and I've been at four different schools and this is my last school, I hope. <laughs> hey, teacher stats. Woo, all right. So then I'm gonna follow up that question with, all right, you're in year 18. Knowing what you know now, what do you wish you would have known in year one? Oh. I know it's a good training question, right? I'll tell you, I know exactly what it is. Now there's so many songs like that we're not to be doing that were very widely accepted when I started teaching. I wish I had known more about this cultural responsiveness that we're doing. And because there's a lot of harmful stuff being sung and performed out there. So uh, I do wish I knew that when I first started teaching. I think a lot of people are getting a heads up on that and not keeping those traditions, which is good because they don't need to be traditional. Yeah, I think there's a lot of songs that are, the, the early general music realm gets stuck in the like, it says traditional folks. I'm like, oh my God, I have to do it, right? Like it's safe. And you're like, but actually, is it safe? I kind of feel like it's not safe. That's like the catch all that someone wrote <laughs> just to protect themselves and questionably isn't is it the only song that can teach that concept of course <laughs> i i remember being in a training that was very much on this subject and, and it's not it's not just in general music on the elementary level but it, it it's it's secondary and it's not just in vocal music it's in instrumental music as well 
even if it's even if it's with certain composers that have questionable past or questionable presence even and it's interesting how i've heard some directors use the fact that or their claim that they can't find other music to teach that concept when yes you can mm-hmm. You definitely can. Yeah, music is not in short supply. <laughs> like, it's not being rationed. <laughs> like, it's like there's a saying that when the students, um, like, you know, the whole, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. Well, I, uh, I watched this thing with Kid President, and he says, if you have nothing nice to say, you're not thinking hard enough. So you can't find a different song. You're not looking hard enough. So straight from Miss Terry's mouth. Um, I really like that. Kid president, kid president. <laughs> kid president. I know, but like you're 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 repeating, you're reminding us. All right. Um, so you are our local ukulele guru. What got you into ukulele? Oh my gosh. So my friend uh Susie Rising, who I taught with, uh, she and I decided to ask our principal to run a ukulele program at our school and the whole process that we came up with was that the fifth grade would learn how to play ukulele and they would do an end of the year concert for our kindergarten students and it would be this huge campfire event and they would be singing those kindergarten songs but it was a way to keep the fifth graders behaved in May and for them to have a leadership role and a way to also have kindergarten have a special event so it all kind of started with that and then it blew into a luau and then it blew into um, Towson University having me. And so now I'm teaching ukulele to professors. I've done a lot of PDs, undergraduate courses, and I teach an undergrad course at Stevenson on ukulele performance where they are non-music major people. They have to get three credits of some kind of fine art and they choose ukulele. So they come learn it from scratch. And it's just, it's, the best I love it and I just I'm not an amazing player but I love to teach it and I love to make music with people and it's a tool to bring people together and make music so I keep doing it <laughs> all right so Gabe have you ever played or tried ukulele uh yeah in fact this year well in the past couple of years in my county they have been pushing it more on the elementary level in fact yep yeah, la- last year every teacher got a ukulele supplied by supplied by the district and currently right now we have within the district we have a class set that is shared Mm -hmm. it's it's currently shared but I I believe they are working to get more and possibly have it as 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 a universal thing so we're we are definitely getting there. And even just in our last in-service, we we had a session. So Good. Yeah, we're getting there. And I am getting over my fear. <laughs> See, I I I have I've there's this habit that I am pushing away of letting fear of failure or even fear of success. <laughs> kind of dictate my actions because there's the fear of failure, even though failure is a concept it's it's just what you do with with it and then the failure of success because well if you succeed at it and then it becomes an expectation and feeling like can you still measure to it so 
just two things I'm pushing out of the way. That's awesome. Um, so I would like to share my first ukulele experience was at under, undergraduate college level. And I apologize to all of my TAs and my professors. Um, I, yeah, so we had to do ukulele as part of our music therapy practicum, which was great because we got to learn all of the things very quickly and thrown into it. Um, what wasn't great is that I didn't, like I had, so I was self-taught on guitar. So I came in understanding basic string concept, but then I was given like the ukulele and I was like, yeah, it's basically the same thing as guitar, just less strings. Sure. Not a problem. Went to tune it, broke two out of four strings. And it was just like, oh, <laughs> And then I, therefore, yeah, then I had to be that person that was like, yeah, so I broke this instrument. I never actually played it. I don't know what I'm doing, clearly. Yeah, you know, you had to learn how to, like, restring it and do all the, the, the tuning. I don't know why tuning ukulele is such a, a weird concept for me, but it just, it, it just doesn't follow the same pattern. Nope, it's that re-entrant tuning. So it goes that it goes down and then it re-enters and goes back. I up. don't like it. I know. <laughs> no, I just, I just I need like a tenor it. then, because then you could get the low G if you want. Well, so I would say, so at my last school, I bought a tenor because I actually had a really hard time holding and playing like the normal, like traditional soprano size ukulele, which I feel like, so people are like, you're a small person. Why wouldn't you want this? You know, like, so my, so the guitar I play is not a full-size guitar. It's a three, four-size guitar. Yeah. Um, and so whenever I go back to a full-size, I'm like, oh, this gigantic, I can't do it. So, but then I was like, I was having a hard time. Like when I was pregnant, it was really great because it just like rested on the, like, it just rested on the baby shell. And so that's why I used it a lot. And it was, but then once that was gone, then I was like, oh, like maybe chest area. I don't know. I can't figure this out. And I'm like trying to like stand and play. And so then I bought a tenor. I was like, oh, well, then I could just do like do the next step and like, or I could like hunch over, like I could do kind of like this like hunchback kind of thing. And it'll work great. So, but I know that the tuning is different. And I, yeah, it makes a difference. Not that a lot. No one tells me. That soprano though is tiny. It's hard to play. I don't even like to play. I play a concert normally. I don't have a tenor. Have you ever played a baritone though? Because that is lovely, but it's a whole different tuning than the soprano and that concert. That one is gorgeous. I'm I'm I'm, I'm imagining the sound and the timbre. It's beautiful. Just... So I feel like the world of ukulele is like the world of recorder. Once you really get into it, like so that is how I felt about recorder. Like. You know, I did like the traditional side recorder. Everyone hated it, but I was the weirdo that was like, oh, I don't mind it. Like, yes, I'll do this. Give me the other like size recorders. I went to play in a recorder quartet. Who who actively asked for that? Um, but yeah, like I wanted like the, exactly. So we're bringing back recorder quartet, folks. It's going to happen. Mm -hmm. um, and so I played like the tenor and, and the bass recorder and I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Like as a kid, so, yeah, this is great. Um, all right, next question. Most embarrassing moment as a teacher. 
Oh goodness. I don't, I don't know if I have like the one, I just hate when, you know, when you're trying to do like that perfect question and you like tell the answer, like right off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, never mind. <laughs> like, I think those embarrass me so much because I'm like thinking I'm so smart. Like I'm going to come up with the best question. and It's not going to be a yes, no question. It's going to be, Oh, okay. There's the answer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that with me, that that usually happens after trying to get to it and being interrupted. And then it just and then it just comes out because you kind of want to get to it. So it comes out and you're like, well, there you go. <laughs> it's like stuff like that or like even like, you know, you learn all your students' names, you've got hundreds of students and those families that all look the same. And now I know exactly I'm one of five. And they always called us the Collins kids. That's my maiden name. And now I get it 100% because I am constantly calling them by their sibling's name because they look so much alike. And so it's just like things like that that I get super embarrassed about. And I over apologize for because I'm like, um, I couldn't remember one of my kids' names yesterday. So I'm just like that to be known that like, this is the thing. It's like, like, hey, yeah, I know you're, I know you. I promise I know you, but <laughs> it's just not there in the moment. Um, Here's the trick. Spell your name for me again. Yeah. <laughs> not say it. How do you spell that? Oh, the normal way. Okay, cool. Got it. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, favorite grade to teach? Um, I love them second graders. They can read, but they're not like too old yet. <laughs> it's that magic age. They are great. I do love third grade because I do love teaching the recorder as well. That was a tough, it's a tough group that I'm working with per se. That's personal, but like second and third grade, like I feel like they're moldable and like they're so willing to, just, you know, like be weird with me that it's so much fun. So I like that end of second, like the second half of second grade in the beginning of third grade. Like there's like there's like that beginning of independence where you're able to do things and they like, they're starting to grasp that foundational concepts, but they're still little kids to where like, if you need them to do something that is kind of a little bit on the questionable age side, like they'll still be goofy with you. Like they'll still go for it. Oh yeah. But like the second half of third grade is like, nah, we're, we're, no, we're, we're becoming older. Too cool for me now. Too cool for school. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I love those littles. I love the little kids. Okay, uh, what's your favorite grade? Oh, you know, right now, I would <laughs> say. Depends on the year, too. I'm not going to lie. It, 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 it does depend on the year. Last year, my favorite grade was fourth. Right now, it's sec. It's I would say it's second and third. Fourth depends on the class. Um, I mean, now my little little ones, I love them too. I love them too. I mean, they are at the age where they just love anything that you do. But there's so much work. <laughs> yes, 
like and them, they're just a lot of work yep and fifth again to school for cool <laughs> yes it's just it's just like well <laughs> but but love you anyway and and i know you low-key love it too you're just <laughs> to school for cool yeah all right miss terry if you were not a music teacher, what would you be? Oh, I've always said a flight attendant. I'd like to travel. I love to travel. You're a really good flight attendant. I'm very personal and people love to tell me their life stories. So something about my face. People just like, are just very confident in telling me their deepest you, you have the opposite of an RBF. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> It, like it, it is just like it's a very welcoming face like it's it, it, it's a like let me tell you all the things kind of face I know I'm like all right so <laughs> I would love to do that what about you guys um so I thought for many years I was going to be an orthopedic surgeon really yeah, and there's part of me that still always slightly regrets. I took one biology course, and the only AP course I ever took in high school was AP biology. So I was like, yeah, I'm gonna do all the sciences. I'm gonna do this now. It was the only low grade I ever got. And therefore, like that was like the thing that was like, maybe that's not the path I should go on. Because music was just like, it just came. Like, you know, like everyone has like their thing that just comes like, oh, I don't really have to think about it. It's just like, it just happens. So I was like, eh, I'll just do that. Cause it just, it happens. But definitely like I do think about like, if that was, that was always my thing. So I think, I don't know if I'd be good at it or not, but I would at least try it. Yeah, I don't know. Or a lawyer. I feel like these days, a lot of times I really just need my law degree for how many meetings I'm in. <laughs> Can't do the arguing. <laughs> I don't have the patience for it. Yes, very much. All right, what about you, Gabe? You know what? One would have been journalism. In fact, my mother really thought that's the route I was going to go. And honestly I can see why I do love to I do love to talk I do love I do love to talk I do love to tell stories I would tell her though I was like I don't want to be reporting from hurricanes and civil war zones yeah I would I would sometimes say that however I mean I could I could still see that you know it's one of those I do appreciate the reporter bloopers, not gonna lie. Like, you know, like they're so, it's so high stakes. Like we all talk and we say things are like, ooh, let me regurgitate that for a second. But like as a teacher, no one's recording you. And as a reporter, oh, it's there. You can't take it back ever. Right. Ever. Let's see. Um, and I would say like, per, like, professional performer whether be it be it actor vocalist or both um 
I mean, I remember, um, I mean, there's this whole debate about whether if you should go into music education or music performance, because you, you know, you don't need a performance degree to perform, which is true. I just tell people, I mean, I'm not going to tell you to not follow your passion because there's risks with either. It does not matter. There are risks you take with anything. I mean, you go into education, not everyone stays in education. I mean, I'm, I'm in that threshold of those, you know, early educators of, are they going to stay? This is five and a half. Yeah. I may, if I make it past this year, some would consider, oh, he might, he might actually make it to retirement. (laughs) All right. So that brings me, oh, that's a great question. All right. What has gotten you to year 18? I can't believe it's year 18. I feel like I just started. I don't know. But the thing is, I think what keeps me going is that I don't do the same old without the lesson plans that I did last year. This is what, I mean, we have collections of things that I like, songs that I like, activities that I like, uh, concert programs that I enjoyed. Um, And that's one of the beauties of changing school. I can redo a concert and tweak it a little bit and I'm not doing the same thing. So when I hear about some people who are like, I don't know if I can do a recorder karate concert for 30 years. I'm like, I don't think so either. And that sounds terrible. (laughs) Do something else you know play a different song I think just keeping it fresh staying up to date with what kids like what I like um sharing my interests with the students I find that helps me like going into work and keeping it fresh is like what keeps me going every year you know what kind of new stuff are we going to do and trying to not overdo it and like kill myself sorry my pocket was off there's Christmas um so I I think the overdoing it part is something that music teachers and artists just in general we we are guilty (laughs) we are gluttons for punishment sometimes so much so much I'm not even an artist teacher like full-time during the day anymore and I'm still that same glutton for punishment of overdoing it it's like it's just like that that habitual pattern of perfection and always doing more and always doing like the latest and the greatest and it's like no what are what are the foundations what do we actually need yeah (laughs) and what's going to be beneficial and healthy for everybody um all right. So I know it is after COVID. Did you notice oh. that? Did you notice that after COVID? Like you really had to take a lot of back steps, slow down. Like we are all different learners right now. And I'm a different teacher. I feel just mm-hmm. having to change in a good way, in yeah. just a elemental way. Very much so. Um, what's your principal instrument? I don't even think I know this. And I know you. Mine is voice. I I did I sang. I don't enjoy it. Um, <laughs> I don't. Oh like no! To I can see my big face right now. Like I'm gasping. Like, or mine. <laughs> like we're all gasping. All right. So Miss Terry is vocalist by heart. 
Yes. And I, uh, but my passion in college, I did the vocal lessons and all that. And I suffered through and barely got by, but my passion was choral conducting. And I was very lucky to work with Dr. Paul Raritan and he let me, and it was very rare at the time. He let me student conduct a lot more than many. And I think that was my real um, spark into wanting to go. I wanted to teach middle school for all of college. That's the only grade level I wanted. I loved it when I student taught it and there just wasn't one open when I got a job. So I ended up falling in love with my littles and uh, now I can't see myself not ever teaching elementary. Oh. Okay, I think we're gonna end, unless Gabe, do you have a question? Um, on, honestly, no more, for, no more for tonight, but Terry, it is, so great like it's it's great to meet some more of our board members because i know um i know not all of us have like collectively like been on a zoom i mean there's a few who i know who i recommended but it's great to meet others and yeah. thank you and, and thank you for just being on the journey with us yes very much um so i am gonna end with two questions very simple maybe um so i asked all of my students this what is the most fun fact about you that if I knew you, I would know this. And what is the most boring fact? Oh, goodness. See, this is where you need to give me some time to think. No, no, because I want it in the moment, right? Like, so if you think about it, then you can come All right. Like, One of the most fun facts about me is that I got to sing at the Meyerhoff with the Baltimore Symphony Orchestra, and the highlighted person was Robert Goulet, and that show was a mess. That ticket holders even got refunded. It was such a bad show, and every night they kept asking the choir to add more pieces because he was so bad. So those are some of my funniest stories of working with Robert Goulet. <laughs> We will have a whole thing about that. <laughs> and one of the most boring facts about me, and I guess it's more of a sad fact, is that I have such a, a such a green heart, but I have such a black thumb. I can't keep a plant alive to save my life. I'm like, literally, this little air plant is like dying. All it needs is air, people, and I can't keep it alive. I don't understand. So she's showing us a little cute air plant, and it's like in like a little bird. It's a little songbird. Container. Like it's a little songbird, and it's super cute. It does. Okay, so across the screen, it doesn't look like it's dying. Um, I like to commiserate with you and let you know that I have now killed three succulents. See, I can do it too. Three, three succulents that are not supposed to die within a year. It's not even like over the course of several years or like, it's just over one year I've killed multiple. So I feel you. I have stuck Sundays. That's the day I'm supposed to water the thing is what I. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I, I try Like we have multiple plants in the house and I just feel like the more plants we have in the house, then as they die, I will still have some plants. <laughs> and Just I want keep all the buying plants. plants. Yeah. So I recently, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna ramble for a second. So I recently, so I am in, I don't know if anyone else has a classroom that doesn't have windows, but I'm in an office that doesn't have windows. This is the second year in the row um, that I've been in a classroom and or office, and it is 
just negatively impacting my mental health to where I just feel very institutionalized. And I don't like, (laughs) I see other people, but I just feel that I don't see the outside world where I don't understand like what's like, it could be sunny out, it could be snowing. I have no idea. Um, So I purposely bought what's like quote unquote office plants that like don't need a whole lot of light. Um, And I had one of my students who frequents my office um, we named the plants and I'm not going to lie. It has helped me take more ownership of them and to really feel like I need to care for them a little bit more. Um, Yeah. So I I would just like to go on record that one of my plants named, um, not by me, by by a student is Hamilton Pumperschnickel the third. Hamilton Pummel's schnickel? Per schnickel, yes. Pumper schnickel. Yeah. The, the third. third. The third. <laughs> yeah. So I maybe, maybe if we just name all of our plants, it will just kind of give them that personification. I don't know. John <laughs> Jacob Heimer <laughs> Schmidt. <laughs> Since we're, since we're on that it's perfect it's okay. perfect um all right well miss Terry, i can't thank you enough for coming on it has been a pleasure and i appreciate you trusting us enough to just say hey show up we're gonna grill you on questions i'm not gonna tell you what they are because we're gonna make them up in the moment so, <laughs> so thank you for trusting us um, we're we're gonna wait for Miss Terry's release of her ukulele record. In the meantime, uh, perhaps she can come up with a cute little jingle for us. You know, a cute little jingle. Yeah, a cute little jingle. Our podcast needs a jingle. It does, doesn't it? It does. Like you know, that's a very general music teacher thing. Like it, there needs to be. A and jingle. you know, now I'm gonna do it, and it's gonna come to me at like two in the morning, and I'm gonna have to get up and write it down or sing it. You are welcome for this. Game. Yes, because it comes to you with a, it comes to you in a dream, and you gotta get up and you gotta play it so you don't lose it. You know it, because like all my weirdest ideas, all my best ones come at the most inopportune times when I'm already stressed about things I should be doing. I'm like, let me write an entire rap about equity. That seems like the right time. Like, it just hit me. You know, <laughs> the door decorating contest that is currently happening in my school building has been taking up all of my brain space because I literally be in the middle of like a heated IEP meeting. Just pause. I need to pause typing these meeting notes for a second because I have a really good idea for my door. So hang on guys. (laughs) Like like that's a creative brain though. You know, like that's, it's very much a, I understand what people record in the middle of the night because it's, if it's there, it's there, and you like you gotta roll with it while it happens. Otherwise, it's gone. That's very true. There's a lot of weird voice memos on my phone of like <laughs> random songs that I've come up with. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, Gabe, you don't know this, but Terry and I over the summer we're like, yeah, one day, one day we're writing a book. We're gonna write a book. We had a whole plan and everything. I don't remember what it was. Oh but- no, I remember what the plan was. It's it's happening. It just is like. <laughs> we'll do it when we have time (laughs) tell me when that is uh 12 more years when i retire maybe (laughs) exactly exactly 
Well, I thank you all so much for having me. It's been a pleasure getting to know you all better. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for coming. Thank um, you. And I, I very much hope that you managed to make it through the rest of December. It was a very, uh, I was just talking with actually one of, one of my cousins. She's an art teacher and um, she is sick over um, her showcase week and I was like oh no not show show week and she and um, she was like yeah but it's next week I was like no 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 show week is like a solid two to three week time span oh, yeah. like it, it does not it doesn't need to be days before like it's really like the whole month that it encompasses and December feels very awesome and awful all simultaneously so we wish you the best of luck. Thank you so much for coming on. And we hope you make it. And remember to take it step by step. And always have some skips along the way. <laughs> All righty, folks. Until next time, take it easy.